What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So my name is Zane Vela. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a longtime TVOT addict. Um, this has been a really important community for um, myself and I think a, a group of collaborators who have really been, uh, I think, trying to push the state of the art in where uh, television and video um, are going within this very unique moment. You know, this like 1990 to 2020 is about as exciting as 1890 to 1920 um, in the evolution of this medium. You know, then it was just the idea of capturing an image um, and being able to animate it in some way to create the illusion of motion. Um, and it wasn't until about the 20s that we had Birth of a Nation and the creation of the first real film. And if you then extrapolate another 100 years to the early 90s when we first started to have little flickering images on computers um, to where we actually are today in 2019, um, we might be on the verge of uh, our next birth of a nation. And uh, it's a pleasure for me to introduce to you somebody that I think um, very much embodies the spirit, the creativity, the insights, um, the second nature of technology um, that is pushing some of that boundary. Um, and that's my friend Eli. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all about kind of combinatorial creativity, sort of like taking two things that don't go together and putting them in one. I and, feel like I have to do that thing that they taught you in kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of tough. Six combinatorial media. Combining random stuff, mashups basically. Mashups. Yeah, right. I love mashups, and that's sort of how my brain works. And uh, so it's really well suited for interactive media. And um, I got my start with music videos and making interactive music videos, basically saying, you know, why can't a coloring book and a music video go together in one or or things like that. And I think we're, we're at a really interesting place right now. This, this topic is beyond Bandersnatch. And it's a great touch point because Bandersnatch is the first mainstream interactive show ever, really. Um, we've been talking about it. There's been different things over the years. Uh, I've been doing it since 2009. And uh, no one knew what the hell it was. And I think, like, you know, why this is important right now is the technology's been available, it's been sort of fragmented, but what's cool about right now is the audience is ready, I think, personally. Um, for once, the audience has grown up, 
Gen Z has grown up interacting. They demand to interact. That's different than when I started pushing this before. People, what is interactive? What the hell is that? How do we do it? There's a lot of learning involved. And we're starting to get to a place where it's, a, it's going to be standard. It's not standard yet, but it will be. And so it's a really nice kind of jumping off point into the what goes beyond and where we go from here. Yeah, I, I want to share a little flashback pain. Um, does anyone remember in our kind of uh, industry and community when the years when people would argue over lean back or lean forward? Does anyone remember that? Oh, right. oh it, it was it's about 10 years, but it was like, no TV is a lean back medium STF and just stay there. Like, that was, you know, we really, we had to listen to that. And, you know, luckily, like, those people have lost their jobs. Like, you know, that's gone. We're, we're, we're not thinking about that anymore. We really are past that. Because the very act of choosing what you're going to watch is now lean forward. Right? And, and so the enculturation of the cell phone, of the DVD player, of the PlayStation. The webcam. The, the webcam, the iPhone. Oh, that's a good jump. That is a, that's an important one. Let's, let's use that. Um, what I want to do uh, is share, maybe for starters, um, it, like interactivity is one of those incredibly overused words. Right? It means everything and absolutely nothing at the same time. Might as well be digital. Right? But if we think first about like what do we mean when we say interactivity, it's been really exciting for me as somebody who has been trying to push this medium for a long time to have connected with Eli and to realize that we actually have kind of a shared framework of thinking about interactivity. And that's actually how we'd like to use this time with you to kind of share some of that framework and a couple examples of it. And really what we want to do is we want to share with you where we think the gold mine is. We want to share with you where the deep vein is that can be mined where we hope the experiences in Peacock, HBO Max, and Netflix eventually go. Um, yeah, and I think it's, it's, a, we're, it's an interesting place right now where if you think about interactivity on a scale of one to 10, we're, you know, we're starting at zero and even level one interactivity will be novel in the next five years. So what's, an example, what's the most basic, we think of interactivity, maybe the most basic kind is? Um, I guess choose your own adventure, but that's, that's maybe even not quite the most basic. What, what yeah, let's, let's do a quick show of hands. Bandersnatch, anyone has tried it, like at home? Who's played Bandersnatch? Who's played Bandersnatch or watched it? Maybe about half the audience. So that's an example of pre everything's pre-produced, right? So you're in a world where the producers have anticipated the choices, they've produced them, and you are going to make choices and navigate through them. Um, it's kind of like a moderate interactivity, maybe yeah. like a stage two. Branching narrative, it feels personal because you're making choices, but everything has been engineered before. That's right. There's even a step before that, right? So that's, that's like stage two interactivity, yeah. but if you go to almost a stage one, um, 
Anyone here, a Comcast customer, Xfinity? There's a feature called Smart Resume. Anyone know it? It's a DVR feature. It uses AI, if you were here in the last panel, uses AI to analyze um, commercial and content. And then if you happen to be DVRing through your content, um, it will bring you back. Uh, you'll be able to start playback in the content right at the beginning without overshooting the, the boundary. It's not an ad skipper. It's a smart resumer. Um, so... No, it's not, because uh, it's audience, like the viewer initiated the fast forward. You just, help, you just help them not go any further. The point is, that's also interactivity, right? And that's why it's this term means everything and nothing. So one stage of interactivity is actually just like these kind of buttons and knobs. They're more like digital features. They're inherent capabilities of digital media and we shouldn't really waste the word interactive on those things. They're navigation, they're buttons and knobs, sliders, sure. like that change something. Sure, and in my space, so I, I deal with live interactivity and kind of a similar thing with that is like, you know, there might be interactive polls that don't change the show at all. It's really just sort of audience uh, sentiment. How did you feel about this topic, et cetera? Voting. Well, there's voting that changes the show, and then there's voting that is just sort of like, you know, a poll of how how your pulse is. Um, and I think you know that's just one early kind of stage, and where we want to kind of move this that's conversation right. towards is the really fun stuff, that, the really exciting blend of like user-generated content and how we, we as producers and broadcasters can leverage it to make better content. Excellent, so here we are. Metaphorically, you now have your miner's cap on. You've moved past the heavy entranceway of nonsensical interactivity. You've kind of broached the, um, the chamber and now you start to move down into this mine. Um, and I think this is a great chance to go to the videotape. Uh, so we, this, it's really this idea, when it comes to interactivity, are you changing something? Is there some outcome? Is it meaningful? Is it, it, yes, are you changing something and is it meaningful? And how do you define meaningful? This is, this is where we should hold the word interactivity. So the first thing we wanna show is a little bit what we're doing um, with the voice. Right? The voice, big singing show, prime time, keeping people excited. Um, so this is, let's call it, um, this is what the big boys are doing in interactivity. Comcast and NBC Entertainment have partnered on an exciting new way for viewers to vote on The Voice. Leveraging the power of the X1 platform and the X1 voice remote, viewers can, for the first time, vote for their favorite artists directly on their X1. Viewers can simply say, vote for the voice, or select the on-screen notification to launch a dynamic on-screen voting app. This interactive experience enables viewers to cast votes for their favorite artists on the voice without missing a moment of the show. Each week, Xfinity viewers can vote for their favorite artists. These votes are automatically tabulated alongside other voice voting apps. After choosing their favorites, viewers confirm their votes and return directly to the full screen program. 
Together, Comcast and NBC are shaping the future of media and technology and creating innovative entertainment experiences like X1 Voice Voting for our viewers. Okay, so what's the interaction? You vote and the votes are tabulated and it changes the show. That's pretty cool. Right? It's, it's super cool because it's actually on their TV. It's not a separate app. It's not a companion app, right? It's happening where they're watching it. And that isn't something that we should belittle because that's a drastic shift in the TV landscape. Yeah. In and, a way. and millions of votes coming in a night, that's, which is exciting. And it's so much less clunky than text 666 to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> but... What I would like to posit is that it's barely scratching the surface. And that's really where Eli comes in. It's in some ways um, like a next generation. It's a way of actually thinking about the content as so much more than that. Um, so what I'd like to do is I'll just play the next one, and I think it opens up like, some good discussion cool. from there. Do you want to set it up at all? Yeah, sure. Um, we are, I have a live stream software company called Hovercast. We do interactive live stream graphics. And uh, Old Spice wanted to do a live obstacle course game show controlled by the internet. Uh, and so we're going to see a little case study about that. And then the second half of the case study gets into something that happened in, in kind of a reactive moment in the show that that I feel like is this glimpse of what's really possible uh, with live interactivity and with interactivity in general and participatory media. So yeah, let's check it out. Here we go. Warning, the following Old Spice campaign is something you've never seen before. Take this to the bank. Welcome to the Old Spice Phone Zone! What is the Phone Zone? The Phone Zone is a game show where 24 competitors will fight each other and themselves to make it through obstacles while you, the internet, weigh in and make those challenges even harder by hashtag. For those of you watching, this is an enormous zone. This is awesome, man. The fans get to interact. They get a chance to bring teams back. They get a chance to send people into a phone. They also get to shoot phone. They get to help them. Internet comment it's coming not in. Drop right. It's oh! Right. I need you to put that shoe on your head, Brian, right now. <laughs> Here's two on the head right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Make it foam! Oh, the foam has been released here, gentlemen. The foam has been released. Oh, oh no. Oh, the humanity. All that Not all of these teams are going home? Correct. Oh, yeah, I think that's gonna going decide? on. Who's going to decide? I think it's the internet who's going to decide. There can be only one. She's making moves. I think she's made it. She did it. She oh won. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's Ladder. incredible. She's the winner. Get out of my zone. This is my phone zone. Actually, can we pause it there for one sec? Cool. Sure. I don't... Great. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Boom zone. <laughs> I just... You know, I really I wanted to share this because I think it's really indicative of the future. I think it taps, uh, I think it breaks through some really important boundaries, and I think it sets some of that course, you know, not to overwork that metaphor, but this is where we need to go. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I really enjoyed about this is, like, the concept of a pole, it's not that innovative, it's... It's, you know, there's pull, a pole is a pole, but when a pole drops someone into a foam pit, that's pretty awesome, and you're gonna do it. And like the numbers show that the engagement goes way up. I mean, especially young, amongst young people. But if there's a really meaningful thing that's gonna happen on screen, that happens, and they'll they'll do it. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Crowdsource instant replay and outcome. That's good. I have a quick question. Have any of you seen Just Roll With It on Disney Channel? Just Roll With It? No. For those who don't know, it is a show which is filmed before a live audience at Disney Channel. I'll take the the microphone. For those who don't know, Just Roll With It, which started this fall on the Disney Channel, is a program taped or filmed before a live audience where the studio audience at various points in the show gets to dictate one of three choices where the plot goes. The actors go off the stage, they hear a buzz sound, they gotta go off the stage, the, view, the people in the studio audience then determine one of three choices to go. And then the actors come back and they have to improvise the choice that they don't know is going to happen to them because the audience tabulates. The show was so successful that earlier this fall they did a live episode of Just Roll With It. It was an hour episode where the home audience could also participate with the studio audience at the same time to determine uh, what happens with the plot. And by the way, the show has been renewed for a second season on Disney Channel. Yeah, great, great footnote. That's, that's great. I'm really happy to hear the second part of that, which is when they took the prophylactic off of trying to control that and actually did it live. Because that's really the important part. Like, and, and I want to make sure that we cover some of the mechanics of what you saw before we go to the next Sure, clip. yeah. We have, I, I think what you tapped into is the word improv uh, is really key here. And, and I think improv, there's a classic improv technique. The most basic improv technique is yes and. You, you listen to what the other person said and then add to it, right? And I think that this is an amazing model for inter- interactivity especially live interactivity, where we can take the audience participation and yes and that. Let's take what they have, let's, let, let's mad libs it, let's take, you know, take some of their insights and, and go with it. And, and what that, I think a big part of that is having a reactive production company, reactive it, producers. It's a great intro to the next clip. Sure. But before we do that, I wanna make sure the audience is really clear on the mechanics of what you're seeing here. So first, just quick again, show of hands, how many of you have been on Twitch? Okay, it's a slightly smaller Three. group. It's Three really people. important. If you care about television, 
If you care about the future of television, you must download the Twitch app and just bumble around in it for a little while. What you're going to see is staggering. You're going to see probably a dozen live streams of people gaming with audiences of maybe 100,000 simultaneous viewers. It is not uncommon to see 30, 40, 50,000 people simultaneously watching either one person or a handful of people game. If you're a television insider and you know the actual live audience sizes of cable channels, this should inform your thinking. And so, and what Twitch, you know, what Twitch really is about is the chat. It's sort of the show's on the left, the chat is on the right. And that chat builds community. There's a whole conversation going about the show. And this doesn't always mean that every show is, is interactive. It might be a gamer playing a game, and they look over the chat and they shout someone out. They get excited about that. Where we're going, and what we'll touch, touch into after this clip, I think, is how do we take that chat and bring it to life in the show? That's and right. really kind of merge those two worlds. That's right. The, some of the most exciting stuff is you might see gamer, but it's people giving real time. Um, that's really nice. That's a Tracy touch. That's so nice. I'm Thank good. you. Maybe Look, is that like a little stuffed potato? Devil, deviled egg potato. Yeah. So let's roll <laughs> while, the clip. While Zane, while Zane eats, uh, one of the frameworks that that we use at Hovercast is sort of these four variables that we say prompt, participate, react, reward. And those are variables that you can change as a show producer, right? The prompt is, what do you want the audience to do? Do you want the audience to chat? Do you want them to vote on a poll? Do you want them to do something? You need to kind of inform them, how are you inter interacting? The participation is exactly that. And by the way, those engagement numbers go way up when you prompt them to do something of any kind. The react is how, how you then take that information and bring it to life in the show. It's kind of amazing. Like We've sort of touched on it in other panels today. Really, this is like the first time in history that we can listen to the audience and react to them. And that listening is a huge part. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's live feedback, but it's also like real-time fan theories come to life. You know, there's just so much you can do. And the reward piece is also pretty special. It's, it's you know, sometimes it's bringing their idea to life. Sometimes it's showing uh, their screen name on screen. Sometimes in a simple Q&A uh, thing, you could see your, your question gets asked to a celebrity, for instance. And they're getting a shout out. Even Just simple you're shout a viewer out. and your name gets called out. It's huge. Right. It's absolutely huge. So I want to, oh, Tracy. I think there's a, another interesting opportunity, and I know I said we needed to end myself, but I, my, my daughter who's here wandering around somewhere, when she gets together with her girlfriends, she, they get on the remote, and they talk to the TV, and they say funny things, and they want it to do stuff, but it can't. It won't. I'm looking for content from the broadcasters, from uh, Comcast, um, trying to engage this young plurals community uh, and, uh, and getting them to talk to the TV and to change 
um, what they see, perhaps, but in a more conversational way. I think there's a huge business opportunity yeah. in that. The, the clip we're going to close out with yeah. is what we believe the opportunity is. And it's more on the art side. It's really more on the creativity side. Because if you, if you stop thinking about television as television and think about it as live streaming, right? Think about it as... Um, so nice. Think about it as, as live streaming or um, just let go of the conventions of television and think about it as, as a stream. And then think about the kinds of ways that people can react, like what it means to actually be a creator, to react to your audience, to improv. Co-create. Um, to co-create. Is that the clapping? Co-creation. I love co-create. That's um, then mantra. that opens the door to what I was suggesting was the opportunity for the next birth of a nation. So if we could take a look at this clip, I want you to set aside the fun of foam zone and the silliness of it and the, all of those things. But think about more the mechanics. Think about what's actually happening. This ran for two days it was a live stream for two days. Those sportscasters sat there really treating it like making quips and funny commentary. The teams competed. They fell off. They got dropped from platforms and you know, got impaled on things. Um, so there was a decent amount of drama and the chat ensued. And so the chat is running along and the audience is engaged. People stuck with it. The audience was with this. In some cases, it feels like People were with it for the 16 hours of the live broadcast. And then, um, and then the magic started to happen, this co-creation. If, um, do I need to press play, or are you going to hit it there? No, no, just where we were, we just hit play. Okay, we're going to have to watch it again. This time it's going to play through. Can, oh, that's too bad. Maybe we could make, can you put it on mute? Okay, I'll just talk over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, what was it? So, so yeah, I think um, in terms of just like the the chat, it it can be this total separate entity. But if we if we think about it, like sort of like Twitter, Twitter is great when you um, when you see these amazing tweets. They're kind of like hot takes, right? And Twitter is great with live TV. You watch basketball, you watch presidential debates. Having Twitter on is really exciting. And so thinking about bringing that into the actual show. And this is a big part of what Hovercast, your company, does. Yeah, we curate and moderate the chat. And I think a chat is, for every vertical of live TV, the chat is going to be really important. Um, it's like this superpower that you have access to, audience insights, because it gives them a stake in the content. And they really, you know, if they're involved and they're, they're part of it, they're going to watch for a lot longer. And that the attention that everyone here and it really flies wants. by like if you're in twitch you'll you'll look at the chat and it's incomprehensible in some ways like how people actually deal with it and know how to get their own message in there so the idea of editorial tools to help select or identify what the audience is saying yeah it's uh, important and it doesn't have to be so i think interactive is kind of a scary concept but it doesn't have to be um and we can curate it the way we want to as broadcasters. Should we hit the audio yeah, now? So please bring up the audio to see.
Chef Booty Filet. Hey, chat, what if gum pushed Brian gum into the phone? And the phone and you know what? Fed. We're not the getting phone the is still Gum was a character. Is gum going to be back? You know what? We don't know. Is gum going to push uh, Brian into the phone? Right now, so, a lot of the internet is begging gum to push Brian in the phone. We all do. We all do, Spice. Brian, fight as much as you can. Yes. Fight as long as you can. Bring the show's creators gave you, them what they wanted. Gum pushed him into the phone. He was the host. Job, chat. You guys got it done. Yeah. You wanted it. Congratulations uh, to everybody in the Twitch chat. Persistence pays off for making it happen. Uh, you did that. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. And then we just got word. It got really good. Uh, what? Brian might be dead. No, no. we can't. No, he's not. He's he hasn't made he's it dead. home yet. Look at look at chat. He's still with all those I mean, crying 70,000 tons of foam. Oh, no, look at him. Looks like the bus is um, if he's oh, going he if he's really going. We went too far. We killed him. Yeah. Where's Brian? You deserved better. So, but we'll never forget you. I think this is a really good example of this sort of guy, yes okay. anding the audience, right? It's like literally one person had a clever That's idea. Nice. What if this character pushes the host into the phone? The rest of the audience loved the idea. The show listens to the audience. They're begging for it. They're demanding it. Okay, let's give it to them. Let's give them what they want. They push him into the foam. The chat is excited. We did that. That was us, fam, internet one, Brian Zero, all that stuff. And then they flipped it. They subverted it. And they made it seem like Chef Booty Filet killed Brian based on that idea and totally changed the show. Uh, and could you imagine this at scale of Game of Thrones or something like that, where the audience is actually, we're, we're hand selecting good ideas and insights from the audience, bringing it to life. I mean, it's just like, it's like this second writer's room that you didn't know you had, but you do all along. And that's pretty powerful because even if you're not Chef Booty Filet, it's pretty cool to think that like, you know, some kid in their parents' basement is and they're getting to influence the entire show. And even that, feel, you feel more personally connected even if you're not that, that person to do it. So I think that that's... That's kind of this sweet spot of, um, in terms of user-generated content, how do we bring user-generated content into our show? It's like, it's like allow them to have meaningful change, allow them to do meaningful participation. Don't let it dilute your show. Don't let it flood your show with hate speech or horrible things. Use tools, use the technology that's available, and curate your show so that the audience co-creates your show and you just allow them to make it better if you want. Have reactive, you know, we need to have the next generation of storytellers understand, oh, this is like another tool in my toolkit. The audience can make this better for me. And everyone wins in that scenario. So that's where we go next with interactivity. And this has been Television of Tomorrow. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.